go back and see what worked in your business. Right, correct. Like, don't make a... Black Friday is literally for the people who have bought from you all year long. Don't go out there making up something. Don't do it. <laughs> like, I got pissed <laughs> off thinking about it. Don't do it. <laughs> like, don't go buy this piece, this inventory. Don't invest in something that your audience has never seen. Because they are wanting something that they had their eye on all year long. What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. I'm your host, Lamar Tyler. And today, right, I want to help y'all get to the money. So if you're a black entrepreneur, just focus on strategies around building wealth or ways to grow your business. Today is going to boost, not just grow your business, boost your business, explode your business as you prepare for a certain time of year's Black Friday. So I had to bring in one of my Black Friday hitters, one of the specials, Lissa Swans. Listen. What's going on? How you doing? You good? Good. I love this Black Friday. I was about to keep hyping it up some more, but I was like, let's get to it. I can, I can just hype unlimited when it comes to Black Friday. No. This is your time and you about to be busy. Favorite time. I'm already busy. Weekly Black Friday meetings. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right. So so let's talk about this. For people that may not know you, what do you do? Who are you? Um, how do you help companies? All right, so I'm a marketing strategist and we take a holistic approach. Like we work with you from everything, from your ads, your email marketing, your text message marketing, right? And then also looking at like who actually loves you and getting more of that. Mm, I love it. What do you mean by that who loves you part? Tell me more. The fans, right? The people who actually like love you and be like ready to go to bat for you mm. on Twitter. Like they like the beehive. Okay. But they may be the TSP tribe. Yeah, you know I got some. No, they be right. I'm ready. Don't let all that professionalism fool you. Right, I got some in the crowd. All right, so so this is good. So before, because I know you got some strategies, I want you to share to people around Black Friday. But first of all, like, how did you get to where you'll provide marketing strategy for different companies, different brands? I mean, what's been your biggest Black Friday so far that you've helped a brand do? We did a million dollars before. A million dollar Black Friday. Was that just like Black Friday to Cyber Monday? Was that it was a weekend? It was a weekend. It was hard work and tears. Mm. What were they they selling? Um, Clothes. Somebody gonna like you know Lamar? They were selling cars. Teslas. (laughs) No, Teslas out here. Average order value. Average order value probably one hundred and ten dollars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So a lot of that's a lot of orders. That's a lot of inventory to move that week. Yes. All right. All right. So we're gonna get to that. So so how did you get to again like where you become the go to person? for Black Friday and helping people launch um, um, big for that weekend? That was hard. You know, we really, I had to, so people, if you don't know, cash money automations, right? I had to actually like put a ring to what I actually do because a lot of people in our community don't understand the value that email marketing brings to their business. So I had to like make it feel good, Mm -hmm. make it sound good, like dress it up and make it pretty when it's really still... A pig. <laughs> mm, that's good. And and like originally, were you you just like came up and you was 
you know, in school, sending emails to teachers every now and then. It was like, I like this email stuff. Or was it like first marketing and you were doing different parts of marketing mm. and really got turned on to how much you could make with email? Like, like what did that look like? So back in like, I want to say maybe 2015, 16, when Instagram first came out, I used to do social media management. Okay. And then once it started getting popping, you could no longer show your value to the client because it wasn't just showing just followers. He's like, all right, how am I getting sales from this? So that's how right. I started learning um, sales funnels. Okay. And then I started building out like lead magnets and stuff like that. So that's, that's what really took me to the next level. So I'm assuming with building out those sales funnels and lead mags and such like that, then you realize that, hey, I got to do this follow-up through email. Yeah. I mean, it's normally how it works. Is that how it works yeah. for you? Yeah, yeah, I do this follow-up <laughs> through email, and the email is where the money's at if yep. I'm keeping that communication open. Yeah, and I was able to just, like, over-deliver. I always over-deliver to my client because they never knew nothing about this stuff. But mm. I'm, like, a geek in marketing. Like, I'm just, like, always behind the screen looking at stuff. So people that CEOs, they don't know nothing about this. Now, a lot of people know you for your copy, um, <laughs> right, that you and your team create. <laughs> Like, how did you work on, were you just naturally good at copy all the time? Was it stuff you learned? Was it courses you took? Like, how did you get good or even great at, at creating copy? This one is going to be so funny. People are going to be like, you're lying. <laughs> just been myself. Mm. Like, what was what I really learned was, so I tried, right? I was trying to do, like, the stuffy, tight copy, and it wasn't working. And once I started to work with brands where I was able to actually know the customer, follow the customer, and give them the same big, the same words, because I'm the same ideal customer, and I have the same issues, we took it off. We, it took off. Like, everybody's like, we love your copy. Da, da, da. But literally, I was just giving them what their customer asked for. Mm. So it may be questions that they may ask on an Instagram post, or it may be comments that they say, and I'm taking it and putting it in a copy. Mm. That's good. It's using their own language. Using their own piece, like you said, their own words, not just what they say, but how they say it. Yeah. And translate that to the copy. And I guess when they reading that, they saying, hey, you know what? She talking to me. Yeah. All right. That was good. That was good. Notebook. <laughs> no course. <laughs> so at what point did you transition and say, all right, you know what? I'm no longer just a social media agency. Or I'm no longer. Did you just totally stop social or? Yeah, I just totally stopped social because it was just. First of all, I was a one man, one man, one man thing, <laughs> and it was more value being shown in the email. So um, I was just, and I was able to, and I learned this in TSP was just like turning into a machine with the emails. It was faster. Because mm. I and I, I'm, I'm guessing because it was faster. As I think about it, because also at the same time, you're able to show them like direct return on that dollar. Because the thing is tricky about social media management in and of itself is. A lot of times it's hard for people to tie direct dollars to that. Like if the social isn't making the money, and I know at the end of the day, no matter people say, hey, I want all these people, but they got all them people and they still ain't making money. <laughs> I like, see what's it all up? The time. Right? Like, exactly. <laughs> like, what's up? So with the email, you were able to just, just hey, like I, I created this. We send these promotions out, money come back in, and it was easier for you to get paid. Yeah, easier to like I'm the first person to actually get paid, probably mm. now. So I used to be the last person. And I was like, Ooh, how can good. I how can I deliver value faster? So as soon as businesses start stop earning money that they usually would, they first thing they cut is marketing, which they shouldn't, right? Makes no sense. Because <laughs> it's literally the heartbeat of your business. But they cut marketing instead of going in and re-strategizing. They cut their Facebook ads. They cut their social media management. They, instead of just going in and re-strategizing and see what works well. Mm. That's good. That's good. So, all right. So you make that switch of transition. When you made the switch, were you excited? Were you 
scared? Were you? Because it was different. It was a different thing. Oh yeah, back in 1918, it was different. It was Melchamp. Calavio had just came out probably, so it was. But I knew that I could deliver crazy value, okay. so I was excited and confident in a way. Like I'm still very much confident, but it was like I'm ready. Like who want this? I got, give me a dollar, I'll do it for free. Like, I just was trying to pay my rent so I could show people the value of it. Was it hard getting those first customers? Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> so, so what did you have to do to get those first customers? Um, beg, like, literally, <laughs> I sometimes I would give, um, do free. Like, I would do, like, a base and then just, like, just pay for this, 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 and the third. I promise you you gonna see the return and then they would have to pay like double or triple the money right but i was like in people dms talking to all these big brands and this one lady she was like let's do it moved her off of mailchimp and it went up mm. so so you go from that um you make the transition from the social media agency to now you know you're writing copy and creating copy and getting deep into marketing and the flows and stuff at what point do you start to focus on automations? Right off the bat. But I was making more, I used to make more money in automations than the actual campaigns. And then once like, you know, Facebook, you know, Facebook do something with the ads, right? Yeah. So the traffic not flowing no more. So we started sending more campaigns. So it really would depend on like the fluctuation of the month. Hmm. But if it's some um, something like decent that I learned in the, the Calavio that night, like just being up, seeing that opportunity, I would create a flow based off of that. Mm. So tell people, for the people who may not know what the flows are, the automations are, um, if they're business owner listening, like what are some examples of some of the automations and flows you would set up? So automations like are based off of whatever the customer does in their store. If they abandon a car, if they view a product and don't purchase, if they come to the site, active on site and don't make a purchase, right? If they purchase uh, product A without product B, you can literally make a flow based off of anything that has high traffic to it and automatically make money from it. Mm, I love it. So you were putting these in and then, you know, j just, I'd, I'd say all the time with entrepreneurs, they have like a, a massive failure to follow up most of the time. Yeah. So just following up any amount, like generally makes people a whole lot more money than they normally do. But now, because you got these automations and flows in, I would imagine people are seeing like a huge difference just yeah. from, from day to day. Probably day one, you cut them on. Yeah, no, definitely. Like the abandoned cart, which a lot of people know me for, is like, is seven emails long. Nobody has an abandoned cart that's seven emails long. But if you keep following up, and this is proved based off of proven data, is I literally started adding the email every time I seen more people make the purchase, right? So this is mm. back when open rates and click-through rates was... Like to the T, right? We knew mm -hmm. this amount was right. And I was just like, oh, add another email on. It's still opportunity in here. And that's how we were able to create these flows that, you know, are proven strategies. Mm, that's good. That's good. Um, what are some of the, 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 the biggest lessons you've learned by working with clients over the years? That entrepreneurs that are listening can say, hey, you know what? I should, I should jump into that. Or what are some of the first things they should do? Uh, when it comes to getting their marketing strategy guys, specifically around the communications, email, things like that. Do it yourself. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think that they should do it. It controls the money, right? And as a CEO, your job is to bring in the money. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing they want to outsource, but they don't want to pay for it. 
Mm. Right. First thing they want to outsource is not getting on social media, but they don't know how to make organic traffic. I mean, organic content for their ads. Right. Like it's certain things that you have to master before you pass it over because you'll give it to a consultant and they'll be like, oh, but I paid you to do this. You oh, you want me to research Figure out your messaging, right? You want me to tell you all the things that work for your audience that you've done nothing on. So mm. master it, bring in your own money and then bring in somebody else. Mm. So I think that's what they should do. That's good. If they're looking to master it, like where should they go and what should they... YouTube. Bloody. Okay. The blog. YouTube literally. University. YouTube <laughs> like University. YouTube, like the blog of any... And they have made it so much easier back to, from now to 2017 when I first started, 18. Like, damn years, I was literally, like, piecing it together mentally. Like, but now everything is just so much more vast. You can literally go to the blog and figure out how to do this within five minutes. And literally, them five minutes can make you $500. Yeah. Let, let me ask you, this is, this is unrelated but related. Because one of the things that strikes me just interesting about you, uh, specifically in the space that you're a black woman. Because there's a lot more black women now, but but like even I feel like it probably still is like a small percentage of you know all people kind of specialize in copy automations and such. But then if we go back to like say you're talking 2015, 2017, 18, 19 stuff like that, you going into a space where you're not necessarily seeing a lot of women like you doing what you do. Did that ever cross your mind? Yeah, I just actually left a conference a couple of weeks ago. I was the only black woman in this space. Mm. <laughs> and let alone the only black person, maybe one other black person near, but I was the only black woman in this space. And I'm near with like blonde hair, around all these white <laughs> dudes. <laughs> like, but you know, they gravita gravitated towards me, but they also know I know, like they know the businesses that I work with and stuff like that. So they also know I'm well respected in that area too, in mm. that space. That's good. Do other, I'm curious, do other black women uh, come to you sometimes for mentorship or leadership or how can I get into this lane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people have. And I also want to see more black women, like show, I want to see more black women like killing it because we have all the tools. It's so, we do it. We know our audience, but we outsource it to the white people all the time. Mm. Why do you think that happens? They trust no more. Mm. They trust no more. And I understand. I my eyes was recently opened up at their last um, mastermind that I went to, and I understand why. It's all about messaging and positioning. So hold on, we gotta go deeper. So what's the messaging positioning that makes them trust other communities more than themselves? Um, about growing together. Mm. Cause sometimes I feel like as black people, we see ourselves as these big people, but um, we only can see like right here. But we see the white people up here. And when we link up with them, we feel like we up here. Mm -hmm. So now we all share a vision together. Whereas it's like me and you, right? We like this. We feel like we may feel like we each other's competition, but really we not each other's competition. Yeah. If we link together, we can go higher. So it's just definitely about, um, I think it's also about view of how you see yourself. Um, <laughs> not to go all super deep, but I was in church and they was talking about how love thy neighbor as you love yourself. And it's a scripture in the Bible. And it was like, we can't love each other that way because we don't even love ourselves in that way. Mm. So it definitely opened my eyes. That's good. Interesting, right? You know, you're getting word on the TSP show. <laughs> all of it. All of it. <laughs> 
All right. So, um, so it's interesting. You know, one of the things I often say is that black businesses aren't doing big enough business to think that they have competitors among the ranks. <laughs> because until you're doing, you know, I just want to be like, like, if you ain't doing at least 100 million, <laughs> people ain't your competition. You know what I mean? So, so, you know, we can't be doing six figures and thinking, oh, somebody in my competition. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or like even a million and thinking somebody in my competition. Because if we really knew and internalized how much money is out there, how many customers are out there, like how much even our own community, just in our own the black community, outside of the community, right? Not even talking about outside, but just our own community, how much money black people spend, you realize like the slice of the pie you got is so small. Them people are not your competition. They are not your competition. And not only that, most of the time, and I want to say I just realized this maybe about the last two years. A million dollars is just starting ground. Correct. Like, I used to be so hyped, like, a million, a million, a million. But literally... <laughs> Do that again, I hype <laughs> I used to be like, I want to... And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's literally just like a flag in the sand. Like, a million is just starting ground. But let's be clear, the people who do make a hundred million, right, they do see one million big dollar businesses as a threat to them. Mm. And I I have seen it. It's vicious in these marketing streets. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about uh, the big day or the big weekend that's coming up, Black Friday. Right. You said you're already in meetings around Black Friday. So for people that are listening, right, um, like what should they be doing right now to prepare as we're a few weeks away? Well, I mean, you know, I seen a, and I was in a Facebook group the other day. Somebody was asking, like, what do you think I should do? And everybody's giving her, you should do this. You should do that. The one thing I wanted to say, and I didn't want to be all corny, but it was like, go back and see what worked in your business. Right. Correct. Like, don't make a... Black Friday is literally for the people who have bought from you all year long. Don't go out there making up something. Don't do it. <laughs> Look, I got pissed off thinking about it. Don't do it. <laughs> like, don't go buy this piece, this inventory. Don't invest in something that your audience has never seen. Because they are wanting something that they had their eye on all year long. That's good. I I was telling somebody recently the same thing. I was saying that um, they should look for opportunities throughout the year to run different promotions to see what hit and did it do a bigger for Black Friday, like around that same thing. I was like, you know, you basically get a chance to test all throughout the year and then find out what works well and then do something big around that thing so you can just crush it. Um, And like you said, right, just to get people um, either they bought from you back into the store again to get people. Sometimes people are like on the lines of I want to buy, but I'm not sure, right? Yep. Like pushing those people over the edge yep. and acquiring those customers. Um, so they should go back, number one, and look at what worked before and then look, hey, you know, instead of me buying all this stuff from China and hoping <laughs> somebody buy, right? Look at what worked before, what the people buy before and bring that back into it. Yeah. Um, for people that haven't prepared yet, because a lot of the, the more established companies have started preparing months in advance, right? Yeah. To say, hey, we know that quarter's coming up. That is our big time of the quarter. Well, holidays and we need to get inventory, we need to get paid, we need to get, you know, all the things together. If somebody's like behind the curve and they have not prepared yet, what are some of the things they should be doing? I mean, outside of doing what works, like I would just like survey my top VIP clients. Like, what do you guys want to see from us? Um, we we are at a loss. Like I would have a conversation with them, send out a plain text email. Like we're at a loss at what to do. What do you want to see from us? The people who love to buy from you are going to tell you exactly what to do. 
just listen to them. And like y'all using that same language. Yeah. Back into your marketing based on what they said and yep. delivering on what they said. Yep. Uh, for you, like, like, what are your rules around Black Friday? What are my rules? Yeah, what are, what are things that you must do? Or like, hey, you know, for my clients, like these are the, these are the steps we take every single time, no matter what. Because if we don't, we don't maximize the opportunity. <laughs> don't put the whole store on sale. Okay. So you're saying don't do the 40% off everything inside the store. Why, why not? Because most of them don't hit a profit margin. Mm. Most of the people don't hit a profit margin. Um, don't put the whole store on sale. Another thing is don't get a new software. Don't be trying mm. to try something new. That try you something know. new, but what about that? Somebody, just, somebody <laughs> was telling about that new funnel joint. You know what I'm saying? They need that new funnel, that new email. Now's not the time for you to be trying to move email providers. No, don't. You will be looking goofy out here. <laughs> <laughs> don't um, don't try to no new software. What is another one of my rules? I'm always I'm always a stickler of going back to the data. What does the data say? Like if it ain't in the data, don't try nothing new. Mm. Like if the data doesn't say do this, don't do it because this is the time where people are literally handing you money yeah. and you're like, no, I'm not going to take it because I want to go from Stripe to PayPal. I want to <laughs> do this to that. Like literally, this is the only time of year people are willingly, yeah. willingly giving out money just because. Yeah, that's good. That's, I tell people. I say Black Friday is the only day where people wake up looking for places to buy. You know, like <laughs> credit card, like out, like, like let me find something. Like I really want to find something too. It's like no other day in the world. It's so it's just stupid if you think about it, right? It's like we literally wake up that day, like I'm looking for stuff. What to am buy. I spending on? No, and, literally. And we literally will feel like we'll have FOMO, right? Fear missing out if we don't find something. Yeah. Like, like if you go to bed. Like you go through that weekend and you ain't bought something and you feel like you ain't got a good deal on it. Like people literally will have FOMO. Like I ain't do my part. Like I ain't do yeah. my do somewhere out there. It's an offer my name on and I didn't find it. Yeah, and then also one of the things I don't think people maximize on is sharing, um, telling their their customer to share with their family. Oh. Everyone is with their family during this time. So okay, this is another thing that we must have, right? We must have a thank you funnel bringing them back the next day mm. with the offer. Like we must, I mean, we, it's other funnels that we could talk, I don't, I don't know how you want to do this, but we could talk about funnels that they must have that like we run every sale. Oh, let's talk about it. You won't like throw that out there. <laughs> I don't know you want to do that. We got funnels that must have, you know, to make all this money, but y'all might not want to hear. We want to hear about it all on it. What are the funnels they must have? They must have a abandoned cart that speaks specifically to their sale. So if the sale is one day only, why don't you have an abandoned card that aligns with one day only? It can't be four emails over the next five days. <laughs> no. It got to be everything hitting that day. Turn that crap off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we hitting them on top of that. So you said abandoned card. You said also, you said before that was a thank you. Yeah, customer right, thank and, you. And tell me about the customer thank you again. So what we do is just say like, hey, you shopped our Black Friday sale. So this is here, y'all. This is where you can list out all the legalities. Like, <laughs> it's going to take us 14 days to ship okay, it. Gotcha. This is custom made. You can make them another offer, right? I love these photos because you can make them another offer to come back the next day within 48 hours, right? You can do all those things. And it also, it allows you to keep it going throughout the rest of the, the season, right? Mm. So you could talk about different things that you may have coming up. Like this is ongoing communication that you have already planned for the rest of fourth quarter. Okay. So I love that funnel. Like that's one of my favorite funnels. 
That's good. That's good. All right. Any other funnels they must have? The um, card to thank you. And you must turn off your sign-up form during this season. Mm, okay. Like, it's a distraction to the sale. Most of the time, like, people are trying to buy this 50% off sale that you probably have, right? But you have a form saying sign up. To Just get. to get on my email <laughs> list or whatever like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, one of the things we would always do for Black Friday is we would make sure that, um, that we would take that down and all the pop-ups would change to specific around a promo. Yeah. Because the main thing is we just need to make sure everybody know about the promo. Yeah. Because if you come there and you don't know about the promo... <laughs> what are we doing? We're exactly, not doing right, our jobs. Right. <laughs> We're just out here like it's any other Friday. No, right? and that's how people treat it, you know. And it's, it's sad just because that's how they see their business. Mm. It's, they don't see it as a big deal. This is a big deal. And it's not about, you know... I know on social media, everybody full state numbers, right? But I always say, did you do better than what you did last year? Yeah, that's good. Like, did you change your story around? Did you invest in graphics? Did you invest in messaging, right? Did you take your time in the store to make sure and go through it? Does this align with what my customer do? I'm always on my client's site. Oh, this is a distraction to the buy. Like, what is happening on the site as you are going through the buying process? Mm, that's good. Now, what is your take on advertising? Should they be advertising that weekend? Are you advising your clients to run paid advertising? Yeah. Or not, right? Because I've heard people say, well, you know what? Um, everybody's advertising is so expensive. You can't hit them. Or you're not going to reach new people. Only advertise to your previous customers. What, what are you advising your folks? I'm, I'm advising. That's a weak mindset. Ooh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that is such a weak mindset. Like, we have money to spend, right? Like, we. what is your mark? Set a budget. Go into the season with a budget. <laughs> what is? Where are you spending your coins at this year? Like, go into the season with a marketing budget. They looking for black Friday deals. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, I got to buy my stuff on Black Friday, too. So they got that little pot set aside. So use, that, use your Black Friday money instead. Roll it into your actual marketing budget. Yes. So that you can invest more into your marketing and then you can literally, this is literally just building blocks to get to the 100 million. Like, you see what you've done this year, what worked well, what's, what are we going to do for first quarter? Like, those are the things. Because first quarter, you about to dry up. You ain't making no money January, February. <laughs> like, you need to take this time to groom those customers that's coming through first uh, fourth quarter so that they can come back in for first quarter. All right. So, um, with um, the companies that you work with, right? So, normally, are you pushing or are you um, promoting that they run the same promo all four days or different things over those four days. I've seen it both ways. Yeah, I like, um, if you don't have a big enough audience, I like one promo. The messaging is consistent across. You ain't got to worry about if your ads need to be <laughs> uh, optimized more right. or if they never make it out of testing phase right. because the messaging is literally <laughs> still so, the same. We ain't talk about that because a lot of people, they like, you know, it's like Black Friday morning. They like 9 a.m. They like, okay, ads, here we go. <laughs> They like they press that button cut they try to flip that switch and then it'd be like goofy. It'd be, it'd be like Monday afternoon, that joint your ass start running. They just like, why? So so tell them talk about the testing phase, right? So what's the testing phase? And then what what should they know about that? So the testing phase, and I'm not ads. I am speaking from my experience. So the testing phase always is about two to three days before. What I've seen work well in businesses that I work with is that they schedule the ad to turn on a couple of days before or even in the mid in the 
late, I'm giving y'all a real tip right now, late, late in the midnight hour, <laughs> <laughs> two, three in the morning, we'll turn on our ads to see them optimize faster. So just definitely take account of when you're building out your project, learned that from Ronnie, <laughs> to, um, to put in that optimizing testing phase because that does take time because everybody is spending money with them um, and you need to really take that into account. So, But in the meantime, your emails and your texts should be running that promotion during the time. That's good, right? So we got emails, we got um, uh, text message, SMS, we got um, advertisements, everybody's in front of it. Like I said, if you're a smaller brand, you know, perhaps focus on one offer over the whole weekend, which we like to do a lot of times. Yeah. This year we run in like multiple things, but normally, probably our last 15 years, probably 14 out of 15, we focus on doing one thing and doing it hard. Yeah. And just trying to make sure everybody saw it. Yeah. Because I don't think people really realize that what I think is the biggest um hurdle they have to selling a lot is people just knowing what you're selling. Yeah. And especially Black Friday when there's so many people selling it's like your one little email, like you taking a jump shot from the other end of the court. <laughs> it is running away, right? You know what I'm saying? But not really realizing that, hey, like I gotta do everything I possibly can to get this offer in front of these people. So they know and knowing that, hey, they probably will need to see it multiple times yeah. in order to convince them that, hey, they got to take action and jump yeah. away. Right so there. what we do on Black Friday is we send emails for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm. Um, we do A through, like, I'm going to say just A through D subject line testing as well. So it allows us to have an email going out every hour on the hour consistently. And then outside of that, the automations that you have are also going out. So it's always something going out to your customer list during the time of the promotions. Mm. I, I want to go back to something you talked about a minute ago, mm. uh, a few minutes ago. You talked about not making big changes. Mm. But in addition to that, I was also thinking that you need to have some experience on the platforms you're on as well. Like even if you've been using them, but you haven't used them for Black Friday before. Maybe you haven't done a Black Friday launch. Because I see a lot of times people get caught up just with the platforms they use, period. So I saw somebody the other day um, uh, in our collaborative group and they were asking like, hey, you know, I'm on this platform, I'm about to do a real big launch. Um, in November, I'm worried they're gonna hold my money. Because, you know, platforms do, when they see a spike in sales a lot of time, right, depending on what platform it is, they will freeze your account and be like, we wanna make sure it's not fraud. So just knowing in uh, whether it's communities you're in or, or I tell them, I was like, hey, pick up the phone and tell them people, Hey, you know what? On this date, we're gonna have a spike and see what if they want you to do some extra things. They want you to send some extra documentation or what? Like try to get in front of it. But then um, I've seen it happen with email providers too. I never forget. It was a sister inside of TSP that one of our game plan events said, um, uh, I used to teach these Black Friday courses. So she said, I took your Black Friday course, it was amazing. I made like 30 grand in the first like day or two days of Black Friday weekend. I was like amazing. She said, but my email provider shut me down. Mm -hmm. Because they thought something fraudulent again was going on, and it literally was just people buying my like like it worked right like teaching out the emails. People bought the stuff, and they shut down her account. And literally, when she told me who the email provider was, I was like, it it, it made sense because there's somebody that's super conservative. Um, they you know demand that you have a super clean list. They know where all the emails come from. Like like just more so than every like as at one point I was about to move to them years ago. Um, but I was gonna move to them. They wanted to know where all of my people came from. So I was like, they all of my list of my other provider, I'm just moving over. And they said, well, we want to log in and see all of them. And this felt intrusive. I was yeah. like, we're not doing all this. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when she told me that, I was like, okay, this makes sense because I know they like that. Yeah. 
but it killed her Black Friday weekend. Mm -hmm. And she said, literally, like, I had already picked out, this is the car I'm going to buy cash at the end of Black Ooh. Friday after that first day. Imagine doing 30, 40 your first, your first day or two when you Ooh. never made that kind of money like that quickly, and then somebody else stop it. Mm, that's a so like So, like, what can you... I'm sure you probably run into, you know, frozen accounts and things like that you've seen with clients or heard stories. Like, is there anything people... Anything else they should be doing to prepare yeah, or yeah. look out for that type of thing? So... One of the things that I love about working Black Friday, we work on actual Black Friday, right? Mm -hmm. Outside of any yeah. agency, like we are working in our clients' accounts to pivot under any type of issue like this, That's right? Cool. So I got a story real quick. Last year in Black Friday, I was working with a text messaging platform, got an alert literally that our phone number was about to get shut down mm. because it was just hitting too many spam. So we had to literally, in the middle of Black Friday, tell over 300-something thousand people, we changed our number. <laughs> We're changing our number, but we can't send it to the whole list at one time because right. now we will be marked as spam again, right? Literally, so I'm sending them A through H segments of saying, hey, girl, we got these $15 jeans or $10 jeans or whatever it is, but we also changed our number mm. because of the rules. So with that, you have to do IP warming to everything, right? And get to know the platform, like you said, but IP warming is most of the number one reason why most people um, get sent to spam, right? Because they never warm up their IP. They just like, oh, I got a new shiny toy. Send everybody an email. She probably ain't sent an email all year long. Mm. <laughs> and Black Friday, she like, I made it. And Lamarto, we sent a couple of days out here. <laughs> and here we are. And then it's not actual people that's patrolling it. It's robots, yeah. right? So what a robot is going to do, be like, hey, my, my master said, <laughs> you're not allowed to send emails like this. Hey, you're new. What you doing? Like, you're doing too much. And then they don't care about dates, right? It's because it's a, a machine that's doing mm -hmm. this. So it's super important to do IP warming. You guys can look it up. Google University. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Anything else that people should know about preparing for Black Friday? Um, you got your data, right? You got your flows. You got your email. I gave y'all the email schedule. Um, if you must, right? This is good, too. I wrote this in a group a couple of weeks ago. I probably didn't even tell you. But I had a list of oh, over... No. I had a list of people like I want to say over 70,000 people I can't remember it was no it was 100,000 people and I was preparing up gearing up for a sale that have never made a purchase from me mm -hmm. more than likely you probably have a list of people who have never made a purchase from you right you want them to come back because we spent money on them right mm -hmm. We or you have a list of people that only purchase one time, but you need to profit from them. Most of the time, right. we don't profit so these people make three or four purchases, right? So you want to get in front of them and start talking to them now, running ads, sending emails. You can literally just like say, "Hey, Keisha." How you been? Like, say something mm -hmm. to them so that you don't be looking goofy on Black Friday. Like, I got a list of people who never made a purchase from me yep. that could make me $500,000. That's good. <laughs> and literally add more money onto your Black Friday just because you didn't talk to them in a while. And they like, 
I don't even know how good your product is anymore. Yeah. Right. So maybe reintroduce yourself, reintroduce your brand. Right. Share something. I always say share the, the testimonials. A testimonial, good old customer or a new customer always makes the buyer feel good. Like I love reading testimonials or reviews. So sending them to them, just checking in with them so you can add more money onto your Black Friday will definitely change the game for you. That's good. I love, you know, talking specifically about that. One of the things we did today we sent out an email where the call to action was just for them to respond back to us, just so that we can increase our deliverability, right? Because that's going to help the email provider sees, um, you know, the people emailing us back and like, hey, they must know them, right? Yeah, they cool. Yeah, yeah. So they, we're going we're gonna to let them into the inbox. <laughs> so we, we send out some of those. And something else, I did it for a Black Friday, but I was thinking about doing it this year. And it speaks to what you said, like, because the majority of people when you listen never bought nothing from you. Right. And I think most people fail to realize that, hey, I got this customer base. But literally, the majority of people ain't customers, right? Yeah. Um, so something we did one year, since we were, back when I was selling Black Friday course, um, like our Black Friday was essentially before Black Friday. But I wanted to just acquire more customers and get more people over there bought something. Not no, so much to make money right then, but I knew if I could get them to buy something, we'd make a lot more money over the next few months. So I did like some type of super duper amazing offer that was low dollar just to move them off the free list to the customer list. Yep. And I was thinking, actually, I think I'm about to ramp up um, another one of those now for our list. Um, so watch your inboxes. <laughs> if it ain't already gone out. But I think I'm, I'm going to deliver something with amazing value again, just to move the people off the sidelines. Yeah. And say, get in the game, right? Let me show you how much value we can bring. You know, if you're afraid to attend a conference or fly in for this or flying for that, let me offer some value to you on a smaller scale. Like, again, just to... Like you said, just to get them off the sidelines, get them into the game and say, hey, you know what? I'm no longer a lead. I'm a customer. And then you, you don't have as far to go when it comes to Black Friday. Yeah. And then also it allows you like them to experience you in a different yeah. way. Like as the reality is, as small black businesses, we got to do 10 times more than what the next person is doing. Right. But we do when we do it. We do it well. And it's unexpected. And that makes people want to purchase from us more. So do it. Like, send the email, right? And you are, again, you as the owner of the business, you are, you can literally print money with this list. You need to pay, make payroll, send an email. Like, you need to keep your lights on, send an email. Like, look at email as literally your ATM. I love it. All right. Uh, any last words for the people? Send more emails. Hey, no better way to say <laughs> oh, it. Oh, create a text messaging list. We ain't really getting to text messaging, <laughs> but create a text messaging list. It's a little more faster. It's don't you don't have to do much more nurturing, but definitely have text messaging automation. Forty percent of your revenue will account for those. That I love it. All right, how can they find you? Get more detail about you, the cash money automations, working <laughs> with your agency. Yeah, so um, we're social swans at uh, socialswans.com. Email marketing join everywhere. I got some Twitter stuff going on um, in October. I'm in a challenge. So y'all can find me on Twitter, talking trash, telling y'all what to do. Are we What's... back on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. I need to that's where that's where all the cool people hang out. Really? I got, like 20, I got like 20,000 people on my page over there. Don't ever be over there. Like load up these quotes. No, it be basic stuff. You can be like, send an email. They be like, retweet, retweet, retweet. <laughs> <laughs> so you can definitely find me over there and see what I'm talking about over there. I'm always dropping value because I want to see more people just taking advantage of using email and text message marketing. All right. So there we have it, y'all. Make sure you reach out to Alyssa. Make sure you get a hold of her cash money automations. 
Get her agency to help you get right. Yeah. It might be too late for Black. You still taking Black Friday clients? Yo, I literally have three spots left, and then I got a meeting after this with my team, so I don't know if they're going yet. <laughs> stop listening right now. Hold up, subscribe for Subscribe, stop listening. Yes. Click the link below and go check the sister out, y'all. Hey, guess what? You've just completed another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. I want to thank you for watching and listen to this. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. Hey, do me a favor. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe and follow us on this platform right now to make sure you do not miss a beat as we drop new episodes and additional content every single week. Also, if you'd like to get access to a free paperback copy of my book, access to the TSP Traffic Sales and Profit free Facebook group, our challenges, resources, our events, and more, make sure you visit us at www.trafficsalesandprofit.com forward slash podcast.